to the Last Gen Podcast brought to you by Miracle Word Ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith, and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon, and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. Well, welcome back. All of you Last Gen family, all of you who are connected to Last Gen Youth, if this is your first time listening, I want to welcome you. All of our faithful listeners, I want to welcome you even more. Listen, I'm in Indiana right now. We're in Hobart, Indiana, having powerful services. My uncle is preaching and having revival, um, and I'm tagging along to help him. Uh, it's already been powerful. Sunday morning has been powerful. Sunday night was powerful. We're about to go to service Monday night. Um, and I know that will be powerful too. If you want to watch, go to Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. on YouTube and you'll find the YouTube, um, and all the live streams. I highly suggest it last night, man, last night, a guy who, who's losing his hearing, deaf ears were opened. Um, I don't, I think he might've been completely deaf in at least one of his ears. Um, and my uncle Ted had a a prayer line and, and, you know, prayed for him and immediately, just immediately, he said, I, I'm healed. I can hear. And it was powerful, man. Last night was so powerful. Um, I wanted to jump on today. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have a ton of preliminaries. Uh, I wanted, by the way, by the way, I'm officially moved to Florida. Can we get, can we get a praise break? It was good. I, I, I drove down, moved all my stuff. And then the next day we moved out. Um, so that's good. And, uh, it's going to be a fun time, but, um, I don't want to, you know, I don't have a, a ton of like fluff today. I, I really wanted to get into this one thought. It's a very specific thought. And it's one thought that I've been thinking about that. I know a lot of people have questions about. Um, and so this isn't going to be like 12 keys to this or that. This is going to be one, <laughs> one key, uh, one thought that I think you need to get as a foundation, just as an understanding for the word of God. And I believe this can help you in your day to day. You know, I think that this topic, um, is, you know, I've mentioned before that I didn't grow up Pentecostal, right? And so I grew up in, you know, just non-denominational somewhere like, yeah, you could argue Episcopal, you know, Anglican church. Um, so, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't Pentecostal, but the, you know, one thing that, I think the non-Pentecostal or the, just the uh, non-denominational churches do uh, a lot and then they stress a lot is the topic of love. You know, you hear that all the time. And I heard thousands and thousands and thousands of messages on love, loving your neighbor, loving God, stuff like that. And so, you know, by the time I had seen the Pentecostal way of the faith and I was, I was, you know, I was hooked. I was like, you know, the power of God. I saw miracles for the first time. I was like, this is what I want to be. I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be in dead church anymore. I I want this. And so, you know, I I instantly became a Pentecostal when I was baptized in the Holy Spirit and spoke in other tongues. Um, And so I would immediately, you know, and I was like, you know, that, that other preaching from, from those dead churches, I can't stand it. All they talk about is love and all they talk about is being kind and stuff like that. And, um, and so I get, get into only listening to Pentecostal preachers. Um, and one thing that I've noticed that the Pentecostal preachers lacked, and my uncle is an exception. I'm not saying that he does. He, he is actually the person 
that as I was, I, I watch him, um, very often I can tell that he's one of the people that really combines the two streams. And, you know, I noticed that most Pentecostal preachers lack the topic of love. So you, you have other people to only talking about love. And then you have Pentecostals saying, you know, you got to be hard. You got to have faith. And just like, I don't know, like as if to have faith or to be strong in, in the spirit, you cannot like have love because somehow that's quote unquote weak. When in actuality, it's, it's actually not true at all. And so, um, I kind of want to, I kind of want to, um, get this in the forefront of your mind, the topic of love. And I realized that how powerful this is because love isn't something that's so like, you know, wishy-washy where it's like, you know, I don't know. There's just a type of, a type of person that I'm thinking about right now. It's just wish she's got to love, you know, love your, love your neighbors. It's like the only Bible verse people uh, memorize in the church is now love your neighbors, right? But love is actually a powerful force that if neglected, will stop miracles, will stop faith from working. So you don't choose between faith and love. You have to have love to work your faith, right? Faith works by love. That's a Bible verse, right? Faith works by love. And so we're talking about this and you're probably confused because you saw the title and you're like, he's not talking anything about the title, but I promise you, I'll show you in a second. The title today is do I have to follow the 10 commandments or maybe I put why you don't have to follow the 10 commandments, why you do not have to follow the 10 commandments. Uh, you know, and, and people, you know, homeschooled Christians, people who grew up in Christian school are getting nervous at this point. And I'll explain here's, here's the Bible verse. This is it. The 10 commandments. Have you, I don't think people actually have read it, but I'll read it to you very quickly. The Ten Commandments. And God spoke all these words saying, and he's speaking to Moses and the people of Israel. I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery. You shall, this is, so these are the ten, ready? Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself carved images or any likeness of anything that is um, in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them, for I am the Lord your God, I am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of your fathers to the to the children and third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Number three, you shall not take the Lord your the name of the Lord your God in vain. Number four, remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. Right? And he talks about the Sabbath. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife. So, those are the Ten Commandments. And many people have even asked me, do we have to follow the Ten Commandments? Or more broadly, do we have to follow the law as New Testament believers? And, you know, you could you could look at that list and be like, um, well... Yes, we have to follow that, right? Can can I murder? No, you can't murder. But I want I want to bring up an interesting thought, and I'm going to I'm going to say this. Don't freak out. I'll show you. You as a New Testament believer do not have to follow 10 commandments. And you know, further than the 10 commandments, they're the laws, the law. 
which doesn't just include the Ten Commandments, it includes all of it. You do not have to follow the Ten Commandments. Are you saying I can steal? Are you saying I can commit adultery? Are you saying I can kill and murder? No. You just have to follow one. For the New Testament believer, all we have is one commandment. Let me show you this in Scripture. Jesus taught this. Ready? John 13, 34. Jesus said this, A new commandment I give you. So, Jesus is saying... You know the Ten Commandments. I'm giving you one new commandment. Love one another as I have loved you. So you also must love one another. This new commandment I'm giving you. What is the commandment? Love. That's interesting. That's powerful. Catch that. What is the one commandment Jesus gives us? Love. We see it in another verse. Ready? So this is when the uh, experts of the law were challenging Jesus. They said, and one of them, a, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. This is Matthew. is Matthew 22, um, starting at verse 35. They said this, teacher, what is the great, which is the great commandment in the law? Or other translations say, what is the greatest commandment? And Jesus said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. And this is interesting. Listen what he says. On these two commandments depend the law and the prophets. The New Living says the entire law. And all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. So what are the two commandments? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, strength, mind. And two, love your neighbor as yourself. Which really, if you look at that, that's one commandment, love. So we don't have ten commandments. We have one commandment, love. Now let me ask you a question. If I loved you, would I steal from you? No. If I loved you, would I commit adultery with your wife? No. If I loved you, would I murder you? No. If I loved you, would I bear fault? Would I lie to you? The answer is no. Because there's only one commandment for the believer. One commandment. All of the law and the prophets depend on on this commandment. And notice how central this commandment is. Love. Love. And this isn't some wishy-washy love. It's like, oh yeah, I love you, brother. I'm praying for you. No, love is a strong force. And you could say, you know, well, well, is Jesus changing it? I thought the word of God never changed. Alex, you're saying now Jesus changed it? No. The Bible says Jesus did not come to abolish the law, but to fulfill it. So Jesus, those words are the fulfillment of the law. You know, in the Old Testament, you have to understand something. The Old Testament people could not, could not love the way we do. Moses did not have the capacity to love the same way you do. 
Abraham did not have the capacity to love the same way you do. You have a greater capacity to love than anyone else in the Old Testament. David, Abraham, Solomon, doesn't matter. Moses, all the greats, Elijah, Elisha. You have a greater capacity to love. Why? The Bible says the Holy Spirit, or it says the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. In, in the Old Testament, they did not have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them. They weren't new creatures. They didn't have the mind of Christ. They didn't have the heart of God. The Bible even says, you know, as a prophecy of the, old, of the New Testament, or in the Old Testament, speaking of the New Testament, I will write my commandments or my law on their hearts. So now we don't we don't follow the law as in you okay you know the Sabbath Sabbath we can't work on the Sabbath we don't have to follow that you can't trim the the side of your beard we don't have to follow that you can't get tattoos we don't have to follow that we have to follow this one one commandment love it's been written in our hearts so they actually had the Bible even talks about the law like a babysitter almost. The law had to babysit the Old Testament people because they, they didn't have the capacity. They didn't have the want to follow God like we do because they weren't new creatures. They were dead in trespasses and in sins. So they had to, th- their law was don't do this, don't do this, don't do that. For us, it's not a negative, like don't do this. It's a positive, love. And if you love God, you're not going to sin. It's the fact. It's a s- simple fact. Read all of John's epistles, 1 John, 2nd, and 3rd John. If you love God, you will not sin. It's pretty plain. So Jesus didn't change it. It's a fulfillment of the law. And like, let me let me show you how serious this is. And how not and how not cliche this is. Love. Like, oh, that just means. Be kind. Love does not mean be kind. Let me show you something that actually opened my eyes and really, um, man, it's it's powerful. It's deep. You know how people say, they say, um, you know, you know, I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. I'll forgive, but I'll never forget. Have you ever heard that? It's like someone has told me before. You know, you don't you can forgive someone without completely forgetting. You know, God doesn't expect you to forgive. Let me look up this scripture real quick. It just came into my mind. Let me see this here. What scripture is this? Hmm. Gotta find it. Gotta find it. Where's it at? Where's it at? Man. Okay, I got it. Just Okay. Okay, this is it. So so people say, "Well, I'll forgive him, but I'll never forget. God doesn't expect me to forget." Actually, that's so not true that I think that principle will send people to hell just on its own. Unforgiveness, which is 
um, antithetical to love or opposed to love. You can't love someone and have unforgiveness towards them. It's just not, it can't work like that. Jesus talks about it. If you have anything against anyone, when you stand, when you're standing praying, forgive them or your heavenly father will not forgive you forgive. So that's, that's, I mean, that's pretty cut and dry. If you don't forgive your heavenly father will not forgive you. And people say, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just forgive them, but I'll never forget. You know, I'm being wise here. That's not really the case. You know, Kenneth Hagin was saying this. You can't do that. That because look at this scripture here. Look how much God is calling us to love. It's not like a lesser form of love. He says this, this is in Ephesians 5, 2. And walk in love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. Another verse says, love just as God loves. So if I'm loving just as God loves, and I'm forgiving just as God forgives, let me ask you something. When God forgives you, does he, rem- does he, yeah, I forgive you, but I'm keeping this in the back of my mind for next time. No. The Bible says he forgives our sins and casts them as far as the east is from the west. Cast them into the sea of forgetfulness to be remembered no more. So if you're holding something against someone in the back of your mind and you still remember it, and I'm not saying you have to like go into your brain and literally take out that memory. I'm saying it still comes up in your mind every time you see that person. It's like, oh, I'll be nice to them, but I still remember. No, that's not love. Love forgets. The things, love, this is what the Bible says, love has nothing, holds nothing against anyone. That's how deep it is. That's how important it is. God's not calling us to some, you know, be kind. I I, I think being nice, that is the, nobody ever told you to be nice in the Bible. Well, be nice. No, that's not even a commandment. That's not in the Bible. Be nice is never in the Bible. Of course, kindness is, but that's not being nice. Love is so much more. And it's it's the only commandment. So you don't have to walk. Think about this. How much more powerful it is to walk through your day. Instead of thinking, oh, I'm trying not to sin. I'm trying not to sin. I don't want to do this. I don't want to look at that. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hang around these people. I don't want to say this. I'm trying not to curse. I'm trying not to smoke. I'm trying not to do drugs. I'm trying not to be inappropriate. I'm trying not to watch this on my phone. Instead of going through life like that, why don't you think of this? I'm not, I'm not trying not to do something. How about this? I want every single moment of my life to exude love for God and love for others. Then it's so much easier not to sin. It's like this, right? You want to do a mind experiment? Close your eyes right now. Close your eyes unless you're driving. Close your eyes. All right? Do your best on this. I don't want you to mess up. Ready? Do not think of a purple elephant. What did you just think about? A purple elephant. Why? The brain, the human brain, we are not conditioned to take commandments like, do not do this. If you think about not sinning every day, all day, every day, I'm trying not to sin. You're going to do it. You're going to slip up. Take your mind off of sin Put your mind on the love of God. If you try, if I promise you, people will have so much, a, so much of an easier time living holy if they would just think, I want to honor God. I want to love God in every single moment of my life. I promise you, it'll change for you. 
You don't have to, oh, I'm trying not to, try not to steal. I mean, you know, it's trying not to steal. Just don't steal. I mean, that's pretty easy. Try not to, try not to lust. Try not to, try not to look, look at the, a woman with lust. You know, it's not because, it's not because Jesus lowered the standard. He actually raised it. Jesus didn't change it and be like, all right, you guys couldn't do the, the law. So I'm now I'm going to give you an easier thing. No, it's actually harder. He says, you've heard, do not commit adultery. But I say, if you even look at a woman with lust, you've committed adultery in your heart. So it's harder. But Jesus didn't just leave us, you know, with an old heart. He gave us a new heart. He wrote his law on our heart. I want to challenge you today. Today, tomorrow, this whole week, instead of being sin conscious, thinking about I'm trying not to sin, I'm trying, be love conscious and think I'm going to love this person. I'm going to love this person just as God loves them. I'm going to love God with everything that's within me. I promise you, you will live holy. It's easy when you think about it like that. And start identifying. Start waking up in the morning and, and saying this. Say, I love just as God loves. It's powerful, man. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the love that you've shown us. We pray that you'd empower us today and the rest of this week and the rest of our lives to live in your love, and exude your love to other people. Lord, we thank you. It's not a hard thing to live holy or a hard thing to not sin. We thank you that we can live holy because of your love. We pray you empower us to do so in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Listen, guys, I love you. I love you so much. Check out, if you're not following us, last, no, not last, that was the last one. The Last Gen on Instagram. The, or, or no, 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 I'm messing up. Last Gen Youth. Last Gen Youth on Instagram. Go follow it and stay up to date. Until next time, I love you. Mwah.